What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back. This is Real Reality Realness with Sean Ellis Rogers, the podcast where I, your host, Sean, dives deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and asks all the questions about what they don't want out. Today, we're diving into the real reality of Miss JT. JT, the star of Set It Off ATL, executive producer and star of the upcoming show Stylish and all-around diva, joins the show to discuss how they discovered their life's work in creative direction, the creation of FY models and them being an intricate part of that process, being a representative for the non-binary community in reality television and making me as a Nutois person feel seen, the impact their experience setting it off had on their journey to get stylish, what we should be expecting from the show and when, I auditioned to host yet another reality television reunion and so much more. Lock in while I clock in, because JT and I are about to get into it. Miss JT, the JT, how are you feeling today? Thank you so much for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. And I am doing very, very well. I'm ending my day strongly with some work, but you know, if that's how things go. But yes, I'm in a great mood, great feeling, and I'm very appreciative to be here. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I'm honored for you to be here. The pleasure is all mine. You know, there's nothing wrong with a woman being busy. So so I'm glad that you've had a productive work day. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Of course. So tell me, when did you fall in love with reality TV? Um, honestly, I feel like I've always had a love for it. Like all the way back into the olden days when you would watch I Love New York, Flavor of Love, um, Charm School, like all of those shows that were kind of like the the starting point to a lot of reality TV, because I think a lot of people don't realize they kind of are the blueprints. Uh, those were the moments where I really loved it but then when we got into like the more structured things such as like Real Housewives or Loving Hip Hop that was where I really started to find my niche and where I realized like this is kind of something I want to get into myself and here we are very nice what shows are you watching right now? Um, I am a huge Housewives fanatic, so I pretty much watch every single Housewives. Um, I've been getting into a lot of the Bravo series because I think they're like the perfect like network for reality TV. They have su- such a large plethora of, you know, different versions and types and, you know, different types of peoples and backstories. And I really just enjoy that they provided a platform where people can actually, you know, showcase their lives in all shapes, sizes and colors. Um, so yeah, I'm really a housewife person. I've watched a series called um, Southern Hospitality. 
um, which follows a restaurant in the South. Um, I kind of just, I'm not really picky. Like I kind of really just enjoy to watch different things that can, you know, add a different perspective on some already known stories, if that makes sense. Of course. Mm-hmm. Who's the Who's the reality star that made you feel represented enough to pursue it for yourself? Ooh, honestly, nobody. Like, I really mm. can't say that I've had any, like, real reality star that I wanted to, like, emulate or even felt like they kind of, like, paved the way for me. I feel like that's actually the reason why I wanted to get involved in it, because of that very reason. Like, I don't see too many versions of me on the TV screen. Um, and even in certain shows that I do watch, they have a, a habit of, you know, putting the token Black person in a mix of a bunch of Caucasian men and women. And um, although sometimes it can work, you can clearly see the disconnect in a lot of cases. And so um, I've always felt like I should be that person to kind of like break that mold and you know, be that the first of something. Cause I think that's just an amazing thing to be in the first place is the first of something. Um, so when it came down to reality TV, I was like, you know what, this is might be for me. Like, I think this would be perfect for me. I don't have representation. I don't have someone, you know, laid out the platform and space for me. So why not I be that person to do it for others? That's my favorite answer to that question I've gotten so far. Oh, really? (laughs) Absolutely. Because people usually have an answer. They have a person where it's like, oh, you know, this person made me want to do reality TV. That person made me want to do it. But knowing that, like, you genuinely didn't feel like you had true, like, representation in this space. And then that giving you cause to want to go and create that lane and that niche for yourself. And then girls coming up after you. I feel like that's honestly the most inspiring answer that I've gotten to that. I appreciate that. I really do. And I I've just I think it's just very important for all of us to take ownership and acknowledge that you know the responsibility that we all possess when it comes down to getting in these public forums or you know associating and attaching ourselves to these different um places and realize that our our power comes from our voice and our presence and I think that's one of the things and if anything if I want to say what fuels me that's what fuels me because I know that because I have a strong opinion and a strong voice I want to hold that responsibility close to me and use it to where we can make some things happen and make some some things change for people such as myself and others so yeah I really appreciate you saying that course thank you when did your passion for fashion come into the mix for you and like what and like how did you get into where you are now with your brand development and fy models and that whole experience outside of reality tv um, great question. So what's so funny about it is the fact that I've actually, I was never really a big fashion person. Like I wasn't really like, oh, I'm going to dress to the nines. I'm the best dressed or I love um, Cavalli. I love all of these different uh, fashion brands. It never really was my thing. However, I, um, my best friend, his name is Jeffrey Young, but he goes by Kid Pro. Um 
him and I, we would always talk about like our dreams and aspirations. And one of the things he wanted to do was create a model agency. Um, so literally a year ago, um, he came to me and was just like, okay, I want to do this agency. You know, you got to do it with me, like da da da. And I'm like, okay, you know, like we can see what happens. You know, I'm not against it or whatever. So, in that, I, but the only reason why I was kind of like hesitant about it because I really didn't know what I was going to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't really know, like, how I was going to contribute to this situation. Like, I have ideas. I have things that I do want to do, most definitely. But I honestly sure. had no idea, like, how I was going to contribute to his situation. And so, um, long story short, we got together. We started working together. And we were going to a couple shoots here and there. And that's when I realized, like, I really love to, like, create um, things that are in my mind and just you know, created and put it into actual form and in physicality, like this is the thing that I had in my mind for the longest and having people that I can pull in to create those things makes it even more fun. Um, so that was when I got into creative directing and I'm the type of person that I don't like to just jump into something without getting a little bit more informed on it. And so I did my research. I wanted to like get more acquainted into what a creative director looks like and what they do. And one of the things, you know, obviously are like photo shoots and things like that, but it can go into the spectrum of television, music videos, um, things of that nature. And that was when I realized that that was the, um, the staple point that like, this is the title that I want because I'm, I have so many things that I want to do, be involved in and, what better way to do that than to be a director over these creative things? And so I was just like, you know what? This is for me. So we've worked together over the past year, created different things. Um, and now we're here. And I, you know, once I really found that confident space in what I was doing, I, I finally made that decision where it was time for me to go ahead and just kind of step out on faith and start doing the things that I really personally wanted to do. And that is production and creating other things from television to movies to short clips to <laughs> some of everything, to be honest with you. But yeah, like well, that was kind of that was kind of where I got the whole like feel of doing everything it kind of just stemmed from my friend looking at me and like you know what I want you to do this because I trust you I know that you can help me do this and that was the moment I was like okay because he can trust me and he feels like you know I can contribute to the situation I'm gonna you know put my best foot forward and you know luckily he wasn't wrong and mm -hmm. honestly it helped me in the long run because it really just awakened what you know I was meant to do so knowing that you didn't necessarily have a passion for fashion growing up, when did you recognize that you were creative? Um, I honestly was always creative. Like I've just been so into like everything. Like I felt like my creative space comes from my childhood. So like I've been very big on like cartoons, anime. I love pretty things I love sparkles like it's just stuff that like if you catches your attention I'm probably going to enjoy it and I just never knew exactly per se what that was like what I wanted to do with that I just knew that there were so many things that I was interested in and so like I can't really put up a, a actual specific time or moment where I knew I just always had that in me where I was like I have to do something in the creative aspects I've done everything from like plays and school the concert choir I played sports 
I've done all kind of stuff to kind of like find that like niche for me. And it took me until I was an adult to really put a name on it. Of course. What is your career so far or your journey so far in creative direction helped you or led towards you curating your own life? Like how is your how have how have you being the creative director for for people and projects led you to kind of curate your own life behind the scenes? Um it led me in a way of like how I honestly it was kind of like one of those things where you have to look at yourself and it's like the same energy that you would put into other people and other things you could put it into yourself and mm-hmm. I had to realize that for me because I'm I'm a very like given person I enjoy seeing other people happy and in any way that I can contribute to making your situation better I'm gonna do that and so when it came down to it I'm I'm very big on giving myself to everyone else's situation but at some point I was like you know if this is great this is wonderful obviously it's great for my portfolio but at the end of the day this does not drive me it does not make me like in my happiest space people make me happy but when I feel like I have actually found that completion in me or if I felt like I actually did something that really drive me that's when I know that I'm in the right direction and so I really was like around maybe about sometime maybe April or May of this year I was like you know what let me go ahead and change the dynamic a little bit and let's pull back from what I'm doing with other people and start pouring that back into myself but of course I'm not losing sight of what I'm doing I like to incorporate everyone around me involving them in a lot of the stuff that I do um so i don't i try to make sure that i don't have to like sacrifice one thing over the other however i'm definitely trying to find that happy medium and balance between the two to where i can find that satisfaction in both i love that how has working with models and creatives impacted your aesthetic since you didn't have a passion for fashion like Mm -hmm. have you had your like like your Andy moment from the Devil Wears Prada where she finally discovers the Chanel boots. Uh, yeah, so like, I would say it, it kind of hit me um, pretty hard. Like I swear I would say it's like, it hit me on the side of my head, like very random. Cause my um, best friend, he does not play up when it comes down to his outfits. He doesn't play when it comes down to stepping out on the town. And I'm just not that person where I, I don't like to be in a situation where I'm the odd woman out. Like, I don't like to look like the the sore thumb amongst a bunch of, you know, beautiful nails. <laughs> like, so <laughs> I realized, I was like, okay, you know what? I have to find my own niche, but I don't have to change myself in the process of doing that. And I love, like, old school sitcoms so I kind of mm-hmm. incorporated my my fav- favorite things to fit my aesthetic so people such as like Cher from the Clueless movie um, and uh, Fran Drescher from The Nanny like yes, a lot of those aesthetics yes a lot of those aesthetics kind of make up what I look like and how I choose to carry myself because I'm very much conservative I don't really like to do too much skin if anything I'll give you a cute little cold shoulder here and there um, but other than that I'm just not really that big on like being secular or like sexual with my imagery 
Um, so I felt like they would fit the perfect space because I or another per- person would be Hillary from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like, yeah. um, I love those looks where it's just kind of like the Upper East Side New York high class type of vibe. Very Robin from Waiting to Exhale. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what I got from your Instagram. I was like, she's very Robin from Waiting to Exhale. I yes. for that. I love it. That's the perfect um, example, too. Do you have anybody in your life growing up that personified glamour for you? Um, honestly, not really. Um, Because I'm from a very small town. My family is very um, strongly Christian-based. And so, um, not to necessarily say that they're very closed-minded, but I think that they're very big on tradition and routine. So that comes with, you know, just the same old thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody likes to dress kind of similarly. You know what I'm saying? The most time you do dress up is if you're going to church. Like, they don't go out. They're not really that big on that. So I find, I, I never really had nobody who was like, oh, she dresses down. Now, there was this lady back in... Um, in church when I was growing up that sh- her hats were <laughs> like when I tell you she would have like a sickening hat every Sunday like she would never skip a beat and I think if anything those moments would kind of be like one of those things where I'm like okay like she is she's sickening like those would probably be the only times but aside from that I never really had anybody so I kind of just used television to kind of fuel my my thoughts when it comes down to what I like and, you know, how I wanted to view myself. Nice. Going through the process of discovering your own personal aesthetic, what do you define as style today? Confidence. I define style as confidence. Like, you, it doesn't matter what you wear. Like, as long as you know you look good, and it can be seen when you're coming through the doorway. Cause I feel like confidence is the first thing people notice. It's not really like the actual clothes. I think it's how you wear the clothes. And so I feel like once you exude that confidence, people have no choice but to either like what you wear or at least give you respect enough to be like, well, I don't like it, but she definitely did her big one coming through here looking like that. You know what I'm saying? Like they can't yeah. really say too much to you because I mean, you eating it. Absolutely. I love that. Yes. How would you suggest someone go about discovering and embracing their personal style? I say the the best way to go about it would be to like figure out what you like number one and be okay with the fact that you like it. Like it's it's okay that if somebody else doesn't like it, it's okay that it may not be what people are used to. Like all of those things are fine, you know? It's, I, I think once we get through that understanding that we're not all the same and we don't have the same perspectives or, you know, viewpoints, that's when we can be okay with ourselves and be okay with the choices that we make. Because I think that's what the issue is. It's like, number one is the confidence in ourselves, but the confidence in our choices. Mm. So I think that would oh. be the best way. That's brilliant. I love that 
because I genuinely had like actual fashion questions written down and was like so do you have like a universal style advice or like do you have like three pieces to cross over all four seasons but I love that you're giving me like real ass answers and are like no bitch like it doesn't really matter what you're wearing (laughs) as long as you're the one wearing it like I love like I would rather take that than than I feel that everyone should have a black leather jacket, Mm-mm. which I feel is a fact, but that's not the point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. But that's only because it's like I know what it feels like to like always feel like you have to emulate something or you know go go above you know with whatever they everybody else feels like is the status quo like I know how that feels and I just don't live like that like I've just never been that person to be like so like controlled over people's like thoughts and how they feel about whatever I'm doing or if the world is doing one thing like we all have to be like that like I don't live in a hive mentality I'm very big on whatever I choose to do and whatever I choose to wear I'll be okay with that because a lot of my friends like they kind of like to you know joke about it but like they always say I'm they look like I'm I dress like I'm going to a business meeting even if we're going out like they always feel like I'm going to go handle a meeting and I said that's because I don't know who I'm running into like it doesn't matter if I'm in a club, if I'm in a lounge, or if I'm w- walking through Kroger's or Publix. I want to look presentable in a fashion where it's universally be received. You know, like you never know who you're going to walk into. You never know what kind of conversations you're going to have, and you never know how you look at that moment can affect those conversations. So I was like, you know, I, I'm going to dress how I want to dress, and I'm going to do my big one with it, and that's it. <laughs> As you should. Period. As you should. Now let's jump back into reality TV for a second. Absolutely. Tell me about your journey to set it off ATL and Mm -hmm. what the casting process was like for you when you decided to do reality television. Um, it was interesting. (laughs) It was kind of like (laughs) one of those things. It was simple at first, like, okay, you know, of course. You want to be involved in the show you you know do a quick little submission they'll hit you up for the meeting and everything and then after that it's like you know up from there but um the process was pretty simple i think the the big part was me getting acclimated with how everything goes with the show like as far as filming the show goes getting comfortable with that stuff and not to mention um understanding that everything isn't always going to be in your control (laughs) like I had to be okay with that too Um, but the process itself was actually pretty simple and easy it's just being involved in the process um, of actually making the show that kind of surprised me (laughs) okay can you elaborate on the word surprise specifically Um, Well, it was a new experience in general. Obviously, like, doing reality TV is a new experience. But for me, it was a new experience in a whole nother caliber, considering that, like, I'm from a very small town, as I said earlier. South Carolina, Mm -hmm. Lake City, South Carolina, to be exact. Um, Shout out. Right. And um, what makes it so different is you, in that particular spectrum, it was probably, like, a max of, like, seven, six or seven gay people in the entire town everybody knew who those people were I was one of those people and so um, when it came down to it I 
I never really hung around like other gay men or women. Um, And so I've always been around a lot of heterosexual men and women. That's just been my thing. So when it came down to coming into Atlanta and uh, coming into this project, it was new for me to be around as many gays and as consistently as I was. So that was where the surprise factor came in. Because I've had my experiences with a lot of other gay men and women, and it would not always be so great. Um, And so Mm -hmm. I kind of had like this preconceived notion um, of how the situation would go. And it was interesting to say the least. That was where it was like, I was surprised because I didn't expect some things to have transpired the way that they did. Um, And it wasn't always all bad. It was really just as simple as um, I create. I created a very close relationship with someone on the show named Chauncey. Me and him actually were really, really close now. We were working mm-hmm. together in other business ventures, which I, I didn't expect to happen. Like, I just really thought that, you know, I was going to have a more surface friendships with a lot of the people. Um, I didn't really think I was going to create any real relationships. Um, and then on the negative aspect, I was surprised at how negatively um, the cast would actually receive me. Because in my in my normal life, I don't really I don't really have issues. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody has things, you know, you have tips with friends and things of that nature. But actual issues, I don't have those. So when it came to be out here beefing in the street. Exactly. That's not really my thing. So when it came down to being in the cast and then, you know, as we filmed the show, now the show is showing every week. I did not know that I was going to end up kind of coming off as like a villain. Like a lot of the people mm-hmm. don't like me and it and it really surprised me. <laughs> it really surprised me. Okay. So mm-hmm. with that thought process in mind, what was the story that you came into reality television wanting to tell when you signed on? Um, the story I really wanted to tell was to basically showcase like a different perspective. So like we have people such as like regular LGBTQ people that, you know, you think of the regular gays or whatever, but then you have trans, you have lesbians, you have bisexuals. Then of course, non-binary, which I would define myself as a non-binary person. Um, I... I felt like there was nearly nobody telling my story. You know, I don't think we don't get the opportunity to tell those stories as much as we could. So I was like, you know, this will be a great opportunity for me to showcase that, you know, there is another version of gay out here and we don't always act the same way. We don't always, we're not all as sensitive as everybody portray us to be. We have feelings, obviously, but we also, you know, know how to conduct ourselves in ways where, you know, it can be sensible because we have these different versions of us on television shows and movies and things like that and people think that that's the only version and it isn't so I really wanted to like just showcase a new perspective and just you know basically present my life in general because I live a very open book lifestyle like I don't really like to hide things I don't like to like you know, cover things up. I like to be very genuine, transparent, open and honest with the things I've experienced. And so me jumping into this realm, it just made sense for me to do so. Um, it was it just made sense for it to be a little easier to do it because of that reason. Like, I just was like, you know, I, I it's not hard for me to be myself. It's not hard for me to be like, you know, 
I'm going through this right now. This is maybe detrimental to me at this moment, but I know I'm, I'll get through it in the end. You know, I like to tell my stories in its entirety. Um, of course. Because I mean, well, you know, we, we actually, I went through some things going into the situation because of the fact that, you know, I moved to Atlanta last January. So at the same time mm-hmm. that I started the show, filming the show I started I just moved here so mm-hmm. it was the growing pains of you know me getting acclimated with this new space um, a new job also getting acclimated with new people so it was kind of like a journey in itself and I was perfectly fine with showcasing every aspect of it because um, just not to tell everything that happens in the show because you will see the conversation soon but um, I actually had a moment where I actually was homeless and it was a situation where a friend of mine we had like a little tiff and the only reason why I felt comfortable moving down here was because he provided me the space to do so and so I was like okay this would be a best a perfect way for me to like you know grow and get everything prepared for when I decide to you know fully jump out into the ocean and you know create everything by myself but Things ended up happening between him and I, and I ended up kind of looking kind of crazy at the end because I didn't have nowhere to go. And, you know, God works in mysterious ways and he had definitely helped me figure things out. And so, you know, I'm now I'm here, I'm in a more stable space. You know, life is still lifing. But right. at the end of the day, I felt I look at it as it being a part of the journey. It's a part of the process. And I just have to be okay with that, you know? And so I'm... Was I just love the fact that for me, I'm okay with the ups and downs of life. And I'm also okay with people knowing those ups and downs. I absolutely love your perspective, especially as somebody who's non-binary. I really wanted to touch on that specifically because I identify as Nutois, which is basically a combination of agender and, and trans. It's an agender person that you know, transitions to an androgynous space rather than from one binary to another. Right. And and so I agree with you wholeheartedly in the fact that there isn't representation in that space. In fact, I'm I'm actually, you know, out here trying to pitch a show that ex- that like focuses on that dynamic. So I completely get that 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 thought process. Um, you know, I don't ever see people like that I can recognize myself as even in the non-binary space but that's a completely different rabbit hole that we can go down during another time but (laughs) um, but yeah I completely agree with that and you know I appreciate you being willing to share you know the lowest of the lows when it comes to you losing you know your you know shelter stability you know type of you know situation on camera because you don't see a lot of people especially and I hate to say it in the niche reality space that you're in when it comes to web reality shows on the internet we see a lot of people come into that space specifically wanting to look like they're already on right you know what I mean Mm. and we don't and even though you know a lot of these shows are based based around the journey to their glow up a lot of these people see the reality shows that are established and mainstream and they want to come in like they already own VH1 and Bravo. Mm-hmm. 
And so we don't get to see a lot of people in true vulnerability because they 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 don't ever want to take an L on camera. They don't right. ever want to look bad. They don't never want to look like they struggling. They don't ever want to look like they broke. They don't ever want to be be the butt of a reed. And so I can appreciate you embracing the wholeness of your existence in that moment and utilizing that platform to tell a story that more of the community is going through than the people who are actually out here doing well and successful and on and popping and ain't got these, 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 you know, stuff to worry about. Absolutely. That's the more relatable story. I appreciate that. I appreciate that too. I really do appreciate you noticing and acknowledging that because I've I've realized that with Atlanta in general, like the world, of course, is I feel like likes to put on the facade when it comes down to their lives. But I think with Atlanta, especially considering like Atlanta is defined as the black mecca, I think a mm-hmm. lot of black people, black gays specifically, like to put these facades on because they feel like they don't have a choice. They feel like yep. they have to keep up with people and keep, you know, do what they need to fake do to get their attention. Make it. Yes, and do I believe that the fake it till you make it is a thing? Absolutely, I do think you gotta fake it till you make you make it. But I don't think I, it's really how you use it. So for me, mm-hmm. there are mo- as far as faking it till I make it, I'm I'm confident. But in self social situations, if it, if I go into a situation and I don't know anyone. I am the most timid individual. Like I get very uncomfortable. My social anxiety kicks in and there'll be a points where I don't want to be involved. But when I use the term fake it till I make it, the moments where I have no choice but to push myself and be like, okay, JT, you may be uncomfortable right now, but you know that there are some movers and shakers in this room. So you need to have a conversation with some of these people, get to know some people, exchange some information. And so that's for me, what, how I take fake it till I make it. Even though I know I'm not confident in that moment, I'm faking it to get what I need to get done. So I, you know, it's really about perspective and it's really about, you know, how people choose to use and say certain things and do certain things that really determine the real intention behind it. Like, I'm just not a person to just put things together and just pretend. Like, I just have no reason to pretend in any fashion because it doesn't get me anywhere. (laughs) Truly, I think that, you know, there's a difference in being resourceful and like making it seem like you're in a position to get where you need need to get to until you actually have those resources to get there and putting on like you're something that you're not I think there's a complete difference in you know getting yourself to where you need to be in your career by any means necessary and then like faking like you're something grander than what you are you know Mm -hmm. it's just two different sides of a coin and I think people tend to not necessarily flip that coin over absolutely absolutely now what percentage of your cast are your actual friends versus just your co-workers um the percentage if we give a percentage probably a solid five percent oh yes I would say shout out to Chauncey Okay. <laughs> um, I would say as far as friends are concerned, I would call Chauncey my friend. Um, and then 
as far as building relationships are concerned, um, Black, it would be another person that I would say we're getting to a place of friendship. I think, you know, once we kind of get past some some things that I don't agree with and then vice versa, there may be some things that he don't agree with as well. Um, I feel like we can reach an actual friendship, kind of similar to Bus Clown, which is another person. Him and I are pretty copacetic, but you know, like I said before, we gotta get past some things for us to really call ourselves friends. So yeah, it's those are really probably the only ones I would say are my friends in the group. Which of those dynamics do you prefer? Do you prefer doing this reality TV thing with people who you consider your real friends? Or do you prefer coming, clocking in, collecting your coin and going on about your business? A little bit of both. I like both because once you can balance the two like of okay I have my personal relationships but then I also have these newer people coming into it It I, I look at it in the spectrum of of course I'm in it I'm, I create real relationships with people but then I'm also looking at it in the business side so when it comes down to dynamics and creating a real show I think it's important to have dynamics that people can't automatically you know figure out or point out like if you have people the two people that you know are friends it is fun to end up throwing two other people who don't know these other people into the situation because then you create whole new dynamics new situations new storylines um so i think it'll be i like it i actually enjoy the fact that not everybody on the cast is my friend because i think it'll be a little taxing on not only myself but everyone else if you know we are all on the situation together and we're all friends and you know it just starts destroying the relationships is i think that's what it is and then plus you know building new relationships as well i think that's fun too like just having a bunch of people that you don't know and then like you you both provide each other the opportunities and spaces to build new relationships with each other i think that's just as fun sure Do you think that with the people that you're building relationships with now and, you know, the people you just ain't fucking with on the show, do you feel like that dynamic would be or the navigation of that relationship would be easier or harder if you weren't on reality television or even possible? Would you even fuck with these people at all if you weren't on camera? But do you Um, think it would be easier to fuck with them if you weren't on camera? Actually, a lot of these people in the group, I probably wouldn't even come across. And it's not even a no shade factor. It's just, we just don't, yeah, you know, we don't associate with the same people. We don't run around in the same circles. Um, And so with that, I don't think I would ever, you know, come across, let alone associate with a lot of the people. Now others, Mm -hmm. I, this is one of those situations where I always take Um, I'm very appreciative of this situation because if I didn't have this situation, I would have never met Chauncey. I would have never met Reggie, which is one of the producers on the show. Um, I would have never met them because now we are all working together. And so I I look at those situations like that um, because even though we may have that mentality of like, oh, I would never probably ever deal with any of y'all if I didn't have to. Um, We have to also look on the other side is if we never was in this situation, a lot of things that have happened for us may not have ever happened. So I, I kind of try to look at things on both ends of the spectrum. I can appreciate your perpetual optimism. 
Yeah. <laughs> I've tried to be. Like, it's hard to be optimistic in a lot of these situations, but, you know, I try. <laughs> you you good for it, because the way me and my Virgo is set up, I just, uh? I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't, me and my bandwidth is real. Anyway, this ain't about me. I love it. Well, you know, I do what I can. Um, You spoke on, you know, going through the filming process and like actually ended up, you know, losing your home while you were, you know, filming. Would you consider that to be the hardest thing that you filmed thus far? Or was there something that, you know, do you think Trump said or is just as equal or different or? Hmm. Um, very good question. Um, I would say it probably was one of the hardest things to a degree. Um, as far as like putting out my personal business, it was hard only because I knew what it came along with because not long after I did that, um, a cast member actually threw it in my face. Um, and so that was kind of, yeah, that would kind of made it difficult. However, it wasn't as hard as when you're in a situation where you're not wrong. You know what I'm saying? You know that you did nothing wrong and yet somehow, shape or form, you're you're painted out to be the bad guy. And, you know, no one comes to your defense. Um, There will be a situation later on in the season where a friend of mine, well, somebody who I'm building a friendship with, we got into it. Um, or whatever and they basically like went completely off on me and it ended up going into this whole spiel of things and it really upset me because I don't like to argue with my friends I don't like to argue with people who I genuinely like Um, and so when it came down to it it really had hurt my feelings and it was hard for me because no one stood up for me like it was the Mm. entire cast was there and no one had my back for real except like one person but it was kind of like at that moment, I kind of felt like that person was not necessarily defending me because they wanted to make sure I was okay. They were defending me because they wanted a moment. Okay. So, yeah, it was kind of like that. But as far as hard, those those two situations, in a sense, I guess you can say, balance each other out to a degree only because of the fact that it was, they were two different kind of situations and they just kind of affected me differently. Okay. Now, the way that you're answering the questions leads me to have to ask this question. How does it feel? And and mind you, I'm at, I will preface my question with this. I have not watched your show yet. Mm-hmm. I have not watched your show yet. All of the information that I know about you has strictly been on me just studying your personal Instagram page so that I can right. get to know you through you and the actual about you. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen the show. I don't know shit about what's going on outside of what, what you're telling me. But the way that you just answered that question leads me to ask the question in this way. Mm-hmm. How does it feel being a real person doing a reality show with a bunch of people who are playing reality stars? Oh, I love this question. Um, It is actually taxing sometimes Um, mm-hmm. because you never really know if people are being genuine about who they are or how they actually feel. Cause I'm very compassionate for people who are going through things. Um, and they're on a journey to be better versions of themselves. But then it's also really hard to like 
swallow the whole feeling like are you and to also differentiate between if you're actually going through this and you you're taking ownership of your wrongdoing and you're acknowledging that you need to make a change and versus you actually just doing this because you want to get over on people you know what i'm saying like you want me to get, show you a level of compassion because you know that you were wrong but it's easier to play the victim than it is to be the villain So that's where I think is the real difficulty in it all is like, I've noticed that there are a lot of victim behavior in my group mm -hmm. of people and not enough of ownership. Because uh, like I said before, a lot is people watch the show, they love to say like, I'm coming off as a villain. And I was like, you know, I'm perfectly fine with that only because I know that the choices that I made, even though in my mind, they aren't villainous. Um, I know that you're holding I, people accountable, aren't you? Exactly, exactly. Like I have, I like to put, I like to have situations where I just keep a buck with people. Like I like to just let it be known, like this is how I feel. I did not like this. I did not agree with this. And sometimes it can be a little crass, but for some apparent reason, when I say <laughs> things, you know, when I say things, it gets a little. People get offended, but they feel mm -hmm. like they can say whatever they want to say to me. Mm -hmm. And that's where the disconnect comes from. But yeah, it can be it can be taxing dealing with a lot of people who don't know how to authentically be themselves on and off camera. Um, it's also like to to keep it real specific. I want to sure. say this: there, there's a ca uh, cast member. His name is Antonio. Him Not and I character. started. Yes, he's a character. Because um, I don't know if he wants to be Antonio today or if he wants to be Randy today. Like, he's always changing his name at this point. It gives identity crisis. Um, but Shout I, out to all y'all then. Okay, everyone. Um, I've, he, we, him and I started off as friends as far as, like, the show was concerned. Like, let me stop using this term friend. Him and I started off as associates and we were going to build a friendship. And, um... Long story short, a situation happened on the show. Um, it just actually played out last week where there was something that I said off camera about another cast member. And it was literally a group discussion, but he decided to take what I said outside of everyone else's comments and go tell the person what I said. Even though what I said wasn't really that big of a deal, he made it a big deal. And so when I confronted him about it, Instead of him fully taking ownership, he decided to play the victim role and try to like have everybody focus on a comment that I made in our conversation instead of focusing on the bigger situation in itself. And that was when, you know, as the show started showing, everybody was just like, oh, JT, is, you know, she's messed up for saying what she said to him. And I'm like, but do y'all not realize that I would have never said what I said if he didn't put me in a situation to say it? And so I, because I, and that's one of my biggest things. I kind of have to, I kind of have to always explain that to people. I'm a reactionary person and every action has a reaction. <laughs> like if you do something to me, expect a response or expect me to do something back. Like it's really just what it is. I don't, I can take ownership when I do the things that I do. So that's why I'm okay with the fact that if you do something to me, understand that I will re retaliate. It, you personify all the reasons why I am so hesitant to join reality television. Mm -hmm. 
because I understand everything that you're saying and everything that you're saying are reasons why I've given people why I haven't tried out for a reality television show, why I haven't joined reality TV, why that hasn't been a direct goal of mine. Right. Because I, I like I've said this so many times. I'm like the reason why I won't go on reality TV or I've never tried to go on reality TV outside of a, you know, competition perspective because I auditioned for Make It the Band once and that was a long time ago. We won't get into that. But um the reason why I'm so hesitant about joining Re- reality TV is because I understand that holding people accountable and not letting people stand in bullshit be- because you're a real person. And so you kind of forget that there's like cameras involved and that people change for cameras. You're like, oh, like you're just documenting me being myself. So when I'm gonna say, hey, I don't like that, it's not, oh, I'm turning up because there's a camera. It's like, no, you just said some shit I don't like. But then their reaction is like, 10 times as big as it would regularly be because there's a camera on. Mm-hmm. And I just know that if I was to ever go on reality TV, I would get the edit that you're getting right now. Absolutely. I know I would 1000% be, be painted as a villain. And I and while I really don't give a fuck about that because people's, people's opinions about me are not my business, I just don't have time to take away from the shit that I'm doing because people want to check on me to make sure that I'm okay about negative comments that I never read. Right. <laughs> and that's what I'm going through right now, actually. Like, um, a few people who was in the, like, web world came to me and it was just basically, like, asking and checking in, like, are you all right? My one thing you shouldn't do is check the comments. And I was like, I'm not doing that anyway. Like, I'm, I don't really, I'm not invested in other people's opinion of me. So I don't have no reason to, like, you know, indulge in comments and, you know, indulge in people's commentary on the show. Like, the only time I actually care about comments about the show is if I'm actually being interviewed. Like, if somebody's discussing with me about the show and they give me their opinion and they want my perspective on the situation in itself, then that's when I care. But as far as, like, people who I don't know, I probably will never see in my life, I don't really care. <laughs> at all I understand that like in perfect ways perspectives like that make you perfect for reality television and then in a lot of ways it makes you very vulnerable to reality television because you can go on reality TV and completely be yourself and then that will set you up to be the most hated person because (laughs) you all of a sudden now become the bully and it's like damn it why can't I just be the realest person in the room Absolutely. Like I would be if there wasn't a camera in here. Absolutely. If we, because if, because what the people don't understand or what they refuse to understand, I don't know how Black Twitter works now. They kick me off. But if all of this shit was happening in the group chat, it would never be as big as it is. Absolutely. But because this shit is on YouTube, on TV, on people's phones, on people's screens, and now there's a comment section attached to it, and people now have been raised in this generation to feel entitled to to share their opinions, no matter how shitty they are, Mm -hmm. uh, it makes the whole thing more convoluted. And so it's like, just, uh, anyway, God bless you, girl. I'm rooting for you. 
<laughs> Thank you. I'm trying, Alice. It's a lot, but at the same time, it's kind of like I've learned to compartmentalize. Like I learned that, you know, what is important at that moment is important. And then outside of that moment, it's not going to affect anything else that I have going on. Incredible. So to counteract all of that other bullshit that we just talked about, what's been the most fulfilling part of filming Set It Off Atlanta? I think it's fun. Like, it's, it's, I feel like when you go into like um, a random place, like a club or like a lounge, or if it's like an event space that we're filming at or something, and you're walking in with a bunch of cameras, everybody's like staring at you, like, what are they doing? Like, I think that is so fun because it's like people automatically gravitate to a camera. Like, it automatically is like, okay, they must be famous, they must be interesting. Um, like, that's what makes it so fun in general. Like, I, I think that's the best part about it. Nice. How do you hope reality TV contributes to the trajectory of your career in in creative development? Um, I really hope it just continues to open doors for me, like just just to provide a space where people can see me um, as a person, because I feel like me as a person is the reason why a lot of people choose to work with me. Like, of mm-hmm. course, my my skill set speaks for itself, but I think sure. the person I am is the reason why people gravitate to me, want to work with me, and feel comfortable enough to, you know, work with me. Because they know that if I, whatever I do, there's going to be a respect factor there, number one. And I know that whatever I do with you, I'm going to hold, you know, my placement in your life and in your business as a high responsibility. Like, it, I'm a prioritized to your your work you know what I'm saying like I I think people just know that and so with that comes you know that reassurance that I'm doing the right thing so yeah I I know that my personality and my presence as a person is the main portion of my continued growth and that's why Mm -hmm. I think reality tv isn't for everyone because sometimes personalities can you know have people shy away from you and not want to get to know you and what you do that makes sense what are you most excited for us to see of your story um honestly just to con- just to see me just live you know like just to see that you know in that moment where I did have a low space in my life I didn't allow it to deter me from my journey you know like it's the same as like a track star like a track star may fall sprain her ankle be out for a second but the journey doesn't stop there there's still you know time to heal fix things train and then when you jump back on that track the next time you know how to move the right way and you know you'll cross the finish no problem so i look at it in that particular mindset where i had a low space in my life like and i continue to have low moments and stuff it's just how i choose to you know, look at those low moments. Am I going to be okay with being in that space and being upset? Or am I going to make a difference about it? Like, um, one of the things, like I said, I'm a reality TV buff, so one of my favorite shows is Married to Medicine. And um, Uh Dr. Jackie said something that, yes, I said, she said something a couple seasons ago. She was basically saying how pain into her purpose and mm-hmm. that just resonated with me where I had to realize I went through a lot of things in my life that a lot of people don't know. Um, and with that came, like, what is my purpose? You know, when people go through certain things, they don't realize, like, 
it could be a part of your journey because you're so focused on the fact that like okay I'm going through this and it's a woe is me like why is it always me like am I worth anything you know you have all these thoughts in your head when you go through things and I was one of the many people I suffered from depression ever since I was 12 years old so that mm -hmm. when it comes down to it I have this this like I guess you could say a switch in my head when I'm going through something it'll click and I'll just go into like this dark space and I had to grow and evolve it you know and realize like I can't stay there because there is no no productivity there there is no growth there there is no happiness there and all three of those things are very important to me so in order for me to be the person that I want to be I have to work through my pain and make it my purpose and that's where reality TV comes in. I have went through a lot of things, but I know that there are so many people else in this world that have gone through just as many things, if not more, and if not worse. And I want to be able to share my story so somebody else can be okay with speaking their truth and sharing their stories and how we can all just continue to affect other people in a positive way and influence people to be okay with what you went through because what you went through isn't you what you went through isn't your end game nor is it your character like it's just a moment in time that have made you into the person you are today so that's why i said i'm just so big on the pain turning it into a purpose speaking of turning your pain into your purpose let's talk about your new show stylish Yes. First of all, congratulations, first and foremost. Thank you. Of course. Tell me how this show was developed and what we could expect from you and FY Model. Okay. Well, first off, um, Stylish is basically going to be a docu-series surrounding FY Models. Um, it's going to follow myself as well as our board and some of our, our models. Um, in our everyday lives, in our business, um, and also in the intertwines of our relationship. Um, the development of the show came about where about going on a year and a half, about to be a year and a half, um, Fro and I uh, came together and we wanted to do a project for some models that he worked with. This was actually right before he decided to fully launch FY Models. And I gave him this idea called The Camp where we were able to bring a bunch of models together. They live in a house for a few days. We do photo shoots, development, we have fun and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it kind of gives you very much Big Brother meets America's Next Top Model. It'd be kind of like mm. a combination of those two things. Um, and so we did that project and that was kind of was the launching point of me wanting to do a more full scale show to surround okay. the agency. Um, because I knew that, like I said before, um, creative directing was something that I found to love. It wasn't my main purpose in life. And so I wanted to find something else that I could do that would contribute to FY models in a way where I know that I'm going to 100% enjoy this. This is going to benefit us in all ways, shape and forms. And so I was like, let's do this thing. And I brought it to Frodo's attention. He was a hesitant at first because he's not really a, a big like on camera person. Like he's not, that's not his thing, but he loves me enough to still be involved. <laughs> so um, <laughs> he decided to be involved with it. But yeah, like long story short, 
expectancy of it is just to see something different you know like I think a lot of reality shows have the same exact formula they do the same things and I wanted my show to be a little different um you get to see something different like you know looking into a black owned business um in the modeling agency not in the modeling agency the modeling world for that matter like you don't really get to see so many things like this in depth because you'll get to see a lot of our shoots, you'll get to see a lot of our trips, the different um, events that we go to, things like that. And so um, I, I wanted to do showcase something different. And then also I wanted to showcase like dynamic differences. Like, you know, when you have these shows such as like Housewives, everybody knows Housewives is a bunch of women who are either married or not married and they're in this friend group. And that's it. And you know what I'm saying? Until the past few years, you wasn't even seeing a mixture of women. You just saw like either an all white cast or an all black cast. And so it, it kind of can, can be a little, you know, boxed. It's not really too much you can do with those type of dynamics. Whereas my show is a combination of a lot of things. You have a mixture of gay people, straight people, black people, white people. Um, you know, it's so many different kind of dynamics there. And there's a lot of inclusivity that I am very proud of when it comes down to being a part of our agency. Um, I always try to make sure that everybody in our agency is very comfortable, that they're very happy with each other. And when you're like kind of uh, exposed to different kind of people, it's a, it's it, it makes it easier for people to grow. You know what I'm saying? Like if because I've I've had a couple of our models who aren't very used to being around like a lot of gay people, um, but I provide them a space and platform where you know they can be comfortable and have conversations um, that involve other people that aren't like them, and they not be uncomfortable or feel weird about it. Like there is. I love the fact that we can do that. Like just the other night, like we, um, this is maybe about a week and a half ago because we're still filming. We're like in the last couple of weeks of filming. Um, mm -hmm. About a week and a half ago, we had a girls night and it was all the girls in the cast um, that we're all, some of us did, didn't know each other, some did, did already. Um, but the big part about it was, it was like, there was only one me. You know what I'm saying? Like all the other girls in the group are, um, heterosexual like straight women like they're they don't do anything else other than what they're used to but then you right. see me dropped into that group and, and it doesn't look different like you can't just like it doesn't seem like I'm out of you know pocket or I'm not supposed to be there it doesn't you know like if somebody watches it or they're present they're like you're saying it's a girl's night, but you are here. You know what I'm saying? It kind of like, right. at the first glance, people would make that assumption. But when it comes down to how we interact, there's never a question. There's never an issue. Or even if there is like something going on between me and another person in the group, there's never like that low blow of like trying to point out my gender identity or anything like that. It's simply everybody is being them and everybody's okay with each other being ourselves, you know? And I I'm, I take pride in that. And that was one of the other reasons why I was so happy about doing this project because I want there to be more of these type of shows where you can have a mixture of gay and straight men and women who are very well, you know, connected and they know each other and they grow and they have real relationships. They make up, they break up, they fight, they, you know, they do all the things of the things, but it doesn't involve their sexuality. It involves them as people. 
you know what I'm saying and that was where I really wanted a lot of my stuff and a lot of my projects to come about where people can see those that part that part of it like because I think a lot of people are so focused on the stuff that don't matter like who I'm fucking and how I'm fucking them does not matter to (laughs) you and it should not matter to you absolutely that's a very beautiful sentiment and being a member of reality television yourself already and going through this process once what advice did you give to your cast that had never been on camera before um the only the honestly the main thing that uh i really tell them honestly is just con- just be you like the mm-hmm. the real reason why i wanted like well not even the real reason but the real thing that kind of pushed me to do the show was the fact that i knew that we had so many beautiful personalities like these these men and women are inside and out are beautiful people and they are captivating and i i knew for a fact that if we put all these people in this situation it was going to do great people are going to enjoy themselves people are going to in you know like the situation so that was really my main focus on it so and that, that was like really the the main thing for me i i knew that they just needed to be themselves like be genuine wholeheartedly inside and out don't you know stop yourself from being yourself just because the camera is walking around us like i always tell them all the time to just forget that the camera is there mm-hmm. and so that was really like the main stuff i tell them um aside from that though like i don't really tell them anything else like i just tell them in general like just be you like just stay organic, stay natural, and that's where the best versions of this show is going to come from. Is because we are those people. Absolutely. Do you guys have a premiere date yet? We don't have a premiere date, but I do have a premiere month. So, okay. the, um, February is the expected um, time frame that I plan on dropping the show. Only reason being that I haven't put a date on it yet is I I have my like my personal hurdles in my mind that I want to get past in this um in December once I get past these two these couple things then I'm gonna put a date on it or whatever but yeah like February is that expected time because in in my mind this is also a uh a birthday present because my birthday is February 9th um so when I when everything gets put together I plan on dropping it hopefully around that time frame and it'll be a birthday present to myself beautiful what message are you hoping we receive from your new show um honestly is that there is still real people out here like that's really my message i want people to realize that you know especially when it comes down to reality tv there's a lot of contrived things there are a lot of um like I like how we said earlier, fake it till we make it situations and people. Um, and I kind of just want, you know, I just want people to realize that there is still real people out here. We have real relationships, real emotions. We go through real things, but we also provide real solutions. And that's where my whole take of my show is because I let everybody know one of the other things so kind of go back into your previous question about what I've told my cast 
I let them know, like, we're going to have issues. We're going to have, like, disagreements. We're going to have things that we're not okay with. But what is important for us in this show is for us to convey those issues, thoughts, and feelings with each other in a way where we can be receptive of it, number one. But we can also get to a place where we can find the resolution. And that's very important for me. I don't want to be on a camera or on anybody's TV show arguing with somebody and we don't ever get to a happy medium. So I really, I'm very big on finding how we can fix this or where do we go from here? And that's where my show comes in. I really want people to see that we've had issues and some of the stuff is really deep. Like we've had some things where people have felt betrayed or they felt that somebody didn't show up for them. You know what I'm saying? Like we have real things that happen and the best part about it is, is that we don't stay in that space just because we're making a TV show. Because I feel like sometimes when people go through stuff, they force themselves to stay mad just because they're filming a show. But the reality is, is you don't move that way. Like, if I get into it with a friend of mine, nine times out of 10, if we get into it at six o'clock PM, we're gonna be fixed it, be done fix it and go get some drinks by 8 PM. Like that's how my mind works with my friendships and my relationships. And that's how I wanted it to work with my reality TV shows as well. Like we, we go through things, we have our issues, but we're not gonna let these things drag out because we actually are all real friends. See, you are speaking to why I want to host reality TV reunions so bad. Mm -hmm. I That is like a little side career that I want to have is just like exclusively hosting reality TV reunions because I feel like we've gotten so far out of the concept of what the reunion is for. I feel like that's what the reunion is for, is for us to, to like come back, have the final sit down, talk about everything, come to the resolutions that we haven't come to throughout the season and really put this shit back together and fix it and put a button on it. And I feel like reality TV now has turned into the reunion being like the final showdown. It's like the grand championship. It's like, yes, like it's like the grand slam. It's, it's just, it's just so negative compared to what it was supposed to be going into and I love that you really are resolution oriented I really appreciate that no thank you and I that's I, I can 100% agree because like even when I watch some of the other things it's really less about actually figuring things out and you know getting to a resolution and it's just more about you know, having that last moment. Cause I actually had a conversation with, um, cause the reason why I like reality TV so much is not just obviously watching the show, but I love the behind the scenes stuff. And so um, one of the things that I have noticed in a lot of shows in general, um, they have a certain formula that they go about when it comes down to making the decisions on who would be in the next season. Um, and mm -hmm. of course, it's your performance within the show, like when you watch the season, but it's also your performance at the reunion. And so a lot of times, I think when we watch stuff, especially recently, if a lot of the, the guys and girls who don't do too much in the season, they wait until the reunion to really redeem themselves because they know that they didn't do enough in the season. And so I think that's why a lot of the stuff goes on now because people, find it easier to be in one confined space for a few hours and, you know, go off and talk their shit 
it's easier for them to do that than to do a four or five month long filming and you have to be open and honest about your life and you have to handle those stuff handle the stuff at that moment you know what i'm saying so i think that's where a lot of those issues come from and i've realized that like I don't, i'm not a big fan of it <laughs> like i would prefer if you know you give your your authenticity throughout the entire time and then as you said the reunion is for we all you know everything comes to a head we all put everything on the table we discuss it and then we move forward so yeah i 100 percent agree well, if you need a host for the stylish reunion, you know where to find me. Period. And I'm definitely putting you on the list. I will certainly volunteer as tribute. If, if you need me to audition, I'll, I'll self-tape. You know, I, 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 I'm very easy to work with. <laughs> Absolutely. What do you want to contribute to the landscape of television as a whole? Um... I want to give a new uh, definition to inclusivity. Like, I really mm. want to give that new definition because I think a lot of people have the term inclusivity confused, at least with the definition that they use now. Um, just because you have a room full of gays um, and you put... No, let me let's go the other way around. You have a room full of straight men and women and you put one gay person there. That does not mean that you are open to all gays. That just means that, that you are fitting a quota. That is affirmative action. Yes, exactly, exactly. Affirmative action. Like, you know, it doesn't give very much like an uh, inclusivity. Inclusivity is when you have different versions of different people and they all are in this one space and there is a level of respect there. If you can't respect the person, then you're not actually accepting them there. Like, so I don't, I want to be where everybody can know and understand like this, there is a space for everyone. And I'm not necessarily saying like, we have to be in every room, but we can definitely make our own room. And we can definitely invite people into those rooms and spaces and show them what it is mean, what it means to actually have an open form or an open, you know, door policy or really want everybody to be involved. Because I don't think people really get it. Because it's the same thing with us as, you know, black men and women, like we, we have a habit of trying to get in where we never will fit in and we don't have to we don't have to fit in those spaces we are way too creative too powerful too influential for us to try to fit in somewhere where we're not wanted so i want to be where we change the, the understanding of inclusivity and put it in our own rooms and and provide a space for people who can't provide the spaces for themselves and you know, just just do better. Just do better for our people and ourselves. That's both as a black person, that's a LGBTQ member, that is just being a person, period. That's just how I, I choose to, you know, look at things and how I choose to carry my life and the things that I do. Cause I'm I'm just not one person. I'm I'm speaking from different com communities. Um, different backgrounds, you know, I've, I've been through so many different things to the point where it's like, I can't just speak for the gays. I can't just speak for black people. Like, I can't. I have to speak for people, period. Like, I have to speak for every person who's different and never felt comfortable enough to be themselves. I completely appreciate that. And 
you know what it's definitely needed it's definitely needed because you all like just like we said you know people people use affirmative action as a means to inclusion and it's always something that's going to backfire because there's never going to be enough people represented and I love the fact that you are more so like fuck assimilation let's just go ahead and create our own room build our own table build our own mansion have our own cul-de-sac and just have our own shit because at the end of the day they spell assimilation with ass for a reason Okay. That's all I'm gonna say. Absolutely. But speaking of, you know, being your most authentic and bringing that to the masses, when are you your most self? Um. Hmm. Honestly, I'm at my most and best self is when I'm with my friends. Like. I'm very simplistic. I really love to be home. I like to watch movies, TV shows. I like to play video games. I love to watch anime. Like based off of how my imagery, a lot of people don't realize that I'm actually a nerd on the low. Like I really <laughs> just enjoy like cartoons. Like that's that's one of the things that fuels my creativity is just those things that are out of the box. Like it, it provides me with a space to like just play around with ideas and stuff like that. So when I'm in my best version, in my my like most comfortable version of myself is when I'm just in a close space with people I care about and we can just have a good time with like, you know, not, not too much going on. Like, you know, I love a little wine. So give me a little Moscato and, you know, give me some food and I'm happy. Like I'm just in the best place. And then plus it also kind of just fuels my creativity space when I'm surrounded by people who are like-minded and who um, also can put into me as much as I put into them. So those are probably, that's probably my best time is when I'm just in the, anywhere with people that I care about and I know who care about me and I can just it be myself. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. My last question for you is how do you want to be remembered? Oh, I love this question. Um, I really just want to be remembered as a good person. Like, I, I, there really isn't anything else I would want nobody would want anybody to like speak on me about. Like, you can speak on the things that I've done. You can speak on the things that I've said. But I really want people to focus on how I made them feel. Like, I really want people to focus on, like, if there was some way that I impacted you in a positive way and it, it affected you in a good way and it made you do something or make a change in your life or you made a decision that you know was better for you because of some type of interaction we had, I, t I appreciate that. And I that's the, those are the things that I really, I love is when I know that I made somebody feel good. Like if I know that I made you feel good and comfortable and you know, I, in, you know, impacted you in a way that you actually can say, I really fought with JT. Like JT really was there for me. Like JT really spoke some real positive energy and words into my life. Like those are the things that I'm, I focus on the most, like everything else, like my businesses, my my choice of words, um, you know, I, everything else can just come second compared to that. So those are the things I really want people to remember me by. 
Well, mission accomplished because <laughs> this conversation that I've had with you has certainly been impactful for me. And on top of that, it's been very validating to see somebody go through reality television, go through the things that you've been through, come out with this perpetual tunnel vision optimism, and Mm -hmm. then still want to impact positivity on other people as well. I, I appreciate you. Thank you so, so much for this. No, thank you for having me. I appreciate the conversation. Um, I also appreciate the fact that you you have questions that are probing. You you actually want to know the things that you know you want to know, and I feel like this was a great conversation. So I'm very appreciative for you even thinking of me and you know seeking me out to have the conversation. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, I you know I always when I do these shows, I always look for people to tell their life stories and kind of like tell their journeys to their platforms through their connections to reality TV. And I hope to get, you know, the most impactful conversation that I can through the process, because I think that reality TV is kind of like a universal language in a way. And so seeing how it impacts people's lives and like what people's journeys have on their journey through reality TV or to it. It's very interesting for me. And your journey has most certainly been impactful for me. So I genuinely appreciate you. Let the people know, of course, thank you. Let the people know where they can find you, promote all the things that you want to promote, give your last thoughts, your your last words, all the things of the thing. Absolutely. Well, um, you can find me on Instagram at JT for real, for real. So that's full letters, full words, JT for real, F-O-R-R-E-A-L twice. Um, and you can follow everything that I do on Set It Off ATL every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Um, Stylish will be on the way soon, coming sometime in February. Expect um, the reveal of our cast photo shoots as well as um, a promo this month, um, which is December. Um, I'm also working on a few other projects to actually create my own streaming platform. Um, And that will be on the way. 2023 is gonna be filled with big things. Um, I'm very appreciative of God just providing me with the skill set to do the things that I do, the confidence to do the things that I do, and, you know, just to continue to have my back through those processes. That's why I'm I'm a huge God-fearing person. And as far as, like, some last known words in general is I just want everybody to be okay with them being them and be okay with moving in this world and not everybody receiving you the way that you want. Because once we get past that, we'll find true happiness. I think a lot of times we connect our happiness to how other people perceive us or how they, how we make them feel or how they make us feel. When in actuality, how we feel about ourselves is just as important and it should be the top part of it. Because once we know how we feel about ourselves, we'll be able to set more requirements and less expectations. Mm. So I just want people to move in there. Like more requirements, less expectations. That is going to be the name of this episode. 
that's a beautiful way to close. I Thank love you that. so much. <laughs> of course. Listen, I'm going to let you go. You enjoy the rest of your night, but I appreciate you so much. This will not be the last time that we talk. Hopefully, it won't be the last time that you come on. When Stylish drops, when the reunion comes up, if you guys need a host for that, I volunteer to tribute. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, um, you know, feel free to um, come back on the show whenever. You're always more than welcome. I appreciate you. And thank you again. I will talk to you soon. Yes, and thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to hear the show um, when it comes out, as well as I can't wait to just pop up over here again, because this has definitely been fun. Absolutely. Like I said, come back at any time. I I loved having you, and I will be speaking to you soon, because I actually want to reach out to you about something as well. So we'll be talking soon. Absolutely. You have a great night. You as well. Thank you so much, love. Love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. everybody that was my conversation with miss jt from set it off atl and the upcoming show stylish i hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation as much as i did i hope that you guys took something immense and impactful from this conversation and i hope that you guys hurry over to the set it off page follow set it off follow jt follow the upcoming show stylish make sure that you're tuned in and make sure that you're following all the things that Miss JT has going on. JT for real, for real is the Instagram page. Um, I am so happy to see people who look like me, think like me, identify like me, move throughout the world like me, coming into reality television and gaining prominence. Conversations like I just had with JT are really some of the best conversations I can ever have on my show personally for me because I don't often go into these interviews looking to identify with the people on television. I don't often go into these interviews thinking that I'm going to relate to the people that I'm interviewing. I'm just coming in to get their life stories, get to know them a little better and highlight the best times of their lives and their career and talk about how they navigated through the worst times to get to that glow up or that renaissance or that re or that you know reinvention or whatever the case may be and it's conversations like this it's conversations like I had with Hershey LaCour that just really make me feel like I am on the right path and I'm doing the right thing and I don't need to change or assimilate to what's popping on TikTok or what's trending on Instagram or what the kids are doing on YouTube I can still be me and still be understood, translate, be popping, be sickening, and all the other things that the kids say in hashtags nowadays, and also be authentic. And also be authentic, you know? Um, It's so interesting seeing another person 
who is under the non-binary spectrum on reality TV and just living and being and doing, that makes me so happy. That makes me so happy because I don't really see that represented. Have I seen non-binary people on television? Absolutely, but I don't necessarily see the full encompassment of the gender spectrum. It's more so when I see non-binary people on reality television or just on television in general, they are in a very specific gender presentation and they're identifying it as such. But I don't get to see people really stretch across the spectrum and really go all the way across. And I want to be that for people in media. And I love seeing that with people on TV now. So... I want to extend a special thank you to JT for making me feel seen, making me feel recognized, making me feel like I'm not the only person in this space or in this, you know, culture that identifies like me or that has the same thought processes on gender like me or at least similar. You know what I mean? So make sure you guys are watching Set It Off ATL Leave comments, leave green hearts, let them know Sean Ellis Rogers sent you. Make sure you follow JT at JT for real for real. Make sure you keep up with the upcoming show Stylish. Get tuned in, get tuned in February and stay tuned throughout the rest of the year because I'm sure that this show is gonna be incredible. And who knows? I may even be hosting the first ever stylish reunion. So, with that being said. I appreciate every single one of you guys for being here. I love all of you from the bottom of my green heart emoji. And I'm going to close this show the way that I always do, encouraging you guys to be real, stay in reality, and always bring the realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, love you. Bye. Peace.